Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Chat. Uh, this is The Rap Chat Podcast. And before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast, make sure to leave us a rating and also please leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at The Rap Chat Official, where we post all things Rap Chat and Raptors related. Uh, we are your hosts, Luke Dick, Elias Eldridge, and Sam Kenny. All right, guys. First week of basketball. First week. Exciting. It's yeah. awesome to have the NBA back. We, I think we talked about this a lot, too, but it was like, it, for some reason, it feels like um, it, it really hasn't been that long since the NBA has been away. Yeah, I know. It, it definitely felt like, uh, I don't know, maybe because like, there wasn't like a ton of movement this offseason. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. feels yeah. like the same kind same of groups energy. are getting mm. back out there, like the same teams. It's not like a ton of like... A ton of teams really drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Like a massive superstar went and anywhere. Like the, yeah. the draft class wasn't insane this year. Yeah, right. So right. Was, um, really, really, Paolo, you don't think he was insane? <laughs> in the past ten years, yeah. probably the worst one in my opinion. But yeah. that's a different conversation. Yeah, it. Uh, but yeah, it was. Paolo been, has been extremely. Oh impressive. yeah. Oh yeah. No, hey man, the magic of looking. I'm telling you, man. Magic is zero and three, bro. Hey, they look. They're looking better, dude. They 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 played. They their game against the Celtics is really good. Yeah, they look better than last year, but they're still zero and three. And hey man. Hey man. I'm, 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 win some, you lose some. Yeah, man. win some, you lose some, man. I think they're gonna be. I think okay, they're gonna. Man. I think they're gonna significately improve by the end of the season for Jesus sure. Christ, yeah, man. Hey man, Wagner. But looks that's not. What do you mean? Wagner looks good, bro. Yes, absolutely. Franz Wagner, bro, and pa- Suggs uh, Paolo, Yeah, Paolo's a uh, Jalen. Uh, Cole through, Anthony's good. Like, do you go through every other team and they name got, their better they got players. Bowl, bowl. <laughs> I'm telling. Uh, no, I'm. What I'm saying is like they're a young team, right? And yeah, I think sure. by the end of this season they will be significantly better than they are right now. Sure, they'll win. Terrence Ross or that's not, that's, not, that's not an outlandish take to say that the Orlando Magic are going to be better at the end of the season. They're going to be now. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying, yeah. But you said significantly better, meaning, like, like what do you mean significantly? I mean that I think they're going to, like... A respectable team. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. I think it was, like, the, really not a whole lot has changed with their organization. And I think that they still have the same mindset to win. And they've got the they got good pieces. And they got they got the right mindset to well, move this into is, the future. This, this, is now, this is now Magic Chat. I think they want I think We they haven't want realized that we've rebranded. Yeah, bro. I think they want Victor. So they're not gonna win. I'd, I'd want Victor too, bro. But I, they kind of win either way, you know. You lose, you still win because you get Victor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so I think they're gonna but anyways, okay. Well, yeah, how, do we, how do we start talking about this? It's anyways. <laughs> NBA. NBA. <laughs> that, is the, that is the most important storyline of the NBA so far. Um, I don't know, man. Like Philly's on three to start. Yeah. Lakers lost again. Embiid, Embiid looks weird. Just looks good his body like, language yeah. is weird. I, like, just to say this as to, to like all the Raptors fans and stuff. Like I think I think like we're all really mad over the last you know couple games. But to put this into perspective, like yeah. Philly is 0-3 right now. Orlando's 0-3. It's a playoff team, so. <laughs> hey, man. No, but for real, though. Like, like, like Philly, Philly's yeah. Eastern Conference Finals team, mm-hmm. and they're 0-3, and they're just, they're not performing. They're they're really not, and their their team looks, like, we watched that game against the Celtics, man, and they were just, it was very boring. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't fun to watch. And, yeah. uh, I mean, the two games, we'll get into it more, but the two games the Raptors have lost, we've lost by a total of seven points. So. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not worried. No. You know, no, not at all. And um, there's growing pains, man. Like, think about it. This is really only the second year of a team that that was a brand new team last year. And, uh, like, there's, we'll, we'll, yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll get into everything, but I, I think there's a lot of reasons for the Raptors fans to be optimistic last year. Mm-hmm. Definitely more optimistic than the first couple of games of last season last yeah. year. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, we yes. actually look like a real NBA team. Off the yes. Bat. Oh, we do. Absolutely. And 
And like we're still, like teams don't like to play the Raptors, you know. Like Miami, no. like we we came back. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, um. Okay. Right. So we're gonna structure this podcast just to give ourselves a chance to talk about the whole first week of Raptors basketball. So we're gonna do a like a segment of a thing we liked and a thing we didn't like, uh, and that's gonna really help us cover a lot that happened this week. And then we're gonna go in to a player of the week. I think that won't be much of a discussion, <laughs> but we can discuss the player of the week. And then uh, we'll talk about the week ahead because the schedule does not get any lighter and there's some big games coming up. You know, it's weird. Week. I feel like I look at, I see, like, I see like, just a few team schedules to see what, like, what they got going on the next like, couple weeks. They're all really hard. I think it's just a statement for how good the NBA is yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's schedule looks really difficult, but just, that's how the NBA is now. It's yeah. always going to be difficult unless you're playing like uh, Detroit or Indiana or Orlando. We, 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 we got some, we got some like easy beginning schedules from last year and i think that's what made us so worried because we were getting beat by easy teams right. last yeah. year at the, off the bat and that was what was frustrating but this year i mean right off the bat we have the nets you know who have ben simmons now which uh, we can get into that but um but the nets the heat and uh who do we play first game again cleveland, uh, cleveland yeah so like and they've got donovan mitchell this year these so these are all playoff teams exactly and uh, very very respectable teams that have that have absolutely uh, defined all-stars and uh, NBA any, superstars on their team if any of these three teams made the Eastern conference finals i wouldn't be surprised exactly and yeah, i think that's how it is now that that is an absolute statement to just you know say and those games were not bad well they not were they weren't entirely bad games, not necessarily blowouts like last year, and they weren't they weren't not hard fought games. So, uh, but anyways, you're saying, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what we're gonna do. Um, so do you guys want to get into one thing you liked? Yeah, I think you started the first saying. three games. Go for it. Okay, so I've got I've got okay. One thing I liked, I'm gonna save for later because I think we're gonna talk about it more later. Um, but one thing I liked was. Uh, the defense and the defensive rebounding in the Cavs game and the defense, not the defensive rebounding, but the defense um, generally, I think was solid ish. I thought it was optimistic. Like, yeah, I feel optimistic with the defense through the first three games. I think OG looks spectacular on defense mm-hmm. um, offense. Not so much, but defense, he's looked like a beast on, on defense. Um, Fred, a shaky first game on D, but, uh, especially that Nets game, he was like terrific on defense in that Nets game. Um, Pascal, you, you know what you're getting for him defensively. Scotty, still a little shaky at times, but you, you see, you only see the flashes of what Scotty can do on defense. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to be a good defender, yeah. so he'll get there. Um, Precious uh, looked like first game wasn't great again, or like took him a while to get into it till the end of the game. But he's like, looks like Precious on defense. Oh, yeah. I just want to say like. like Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's gonna be missed rotations all the time because it's basketball. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it's a very similar team to last year, like mm-hmm. personnel-wise, and they feel very in sync on that end. Um, and pretty advanced. Like beginning of the year, your defense is gonna be great, or not, everything everything's gonna be rusty. So it, I thought it looked uh, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really uh, happy with our defense for the most part. I really I think that out of anything, man, I was just really really happy to see guys just getting after it, you know, going for loose balls, getting lots of different, lots of jump ball opportunities and uh, forcing turnovers, you know, against guys who are really good with the ball. Like I remember in the Cavs game, we got Donovan Mitchell to turn the ball over a couple times, um, you know, and I, I like those, those, uh, and we got a lot of turnovers from the heat too. Uh, and I think that, that like it, there, there are things that I'm not, that I'm not, 
super happy with. I think we can be a little too jumpy on defense sometimes. Yeah, like, that's what was not, like, great for me. But mm. um, for the most part, like, our defensive aggressiveness there is there. And I think we, we all have a, a really solid and uniform defensive mindset. Yeah, I think we just need to tighten up on defense is the big thing where mm. I feel like we get a little too overambitious sometimes. Um, big thing with... I do have, like, the defense generally so far, but, yeah, like, things where... A game like Brooklyn where it's a lot of one-on-one defense, mm-hmm. um, there are guys who are good at one-on-one defense, like uh, Pascal, OG, Precious. Um, Precious. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, like, Fred's not great uh, in isolation against a guy like Kyrie or Damian Lillard, those kind of guys. Uh, even, like, Tyrese Maxey exposed Fred in the playoffs last year. Um, but I think where sometimes one-on-one defense isn't great because the help defender is always late and things like that, where I think that's where the defense needs to tighten up. Yeah. You need to be more aware of what's going on at all times defensively. I think guys like Gary and Scotty, especially because they're younger too, um, they're they're guilty for this a lot, is just not stepping over in time. Cloco had a few bad uh, switches and rotations and stuff like that too. So I think that's where the defense needs to tighten up. Um, but as far as just general defense, I mean, guys have looked pretty good. So Yeah, no, and, and uh, a couple things I want to touch on there with you, what you said is the, uh, the defensive rotations being late too. It's like, I'm not entirely mad when we're like a little late on the defensive rotations. If you're leaving, if you're leaving somebody like Royce O'Neal open for mm-hmm. a three, but like, yeah. like I'll, I'll I'll live with that. But it's like when when we get when we get Max Struess open for threes all game, that is unacceptable, man. Like mm-hmm. it's just that if you if you want to if you're gonna be late on those on those rotations, and that's something that's gonna be a problem this season, we're gonna struggle because they're a really great three pointing shoot, shoot three point shooting teams in the NBA, and that is that is we're gonna suffer because of that if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna keep you know uh being like i'm not saying that's something that that is gonna be a problem but if it is a problem but that is something we're gonna have to look out for because there is a lot of really really great three-point shooting teams in the nba and like think about the celtics man like they like uh sam hauser Mm -hmm. yeah like that guy is that guy shoots the lights out man like like yeah teams like that where they have tatum brown brogdon grant williams um smart I'm gonna call Mark's not really a shooter like that, but no, but, but, he, uh, but he, 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 yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got You got to respect him. Even like, like everyone in their team, except like Robert Williams, can shoot threes at a at a respectable level. Yeah. So it's like, and a lot of teams, the top of these, can do that. Like Cleveland's mm-hmm. got a lot of guys like that. I just saw Miami like that. I think uh, even Brooklyn has guys like that. So that's something. You just if you're gonna be late on rotations, you gotta. I think if, if like I said, if it's gonna be a thing all season, maybe it's something we gotta embrace, but and then kind of adjust in an intelligent way where. The help defender is always in a spot. Like if OG OG's a great help defender, he has to be the guy that's like gonna be in the spots. Yeah. To, you know what I mean? Like to get to those late rotations. Those guys, yeah. yeah. Like you don't want Fred going out and yeah, like, you know. like Seth Scott have to be the guy who's gonna be late on yeah. the guy who's not a good shooter. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So um and then the other thing was, to be honest, I, I can say this as a thing that I disliked and a thing that I also liked, but I was really impressed by Christian Coloco's defense, mm. to be honest. Like for 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 a guy like him to be coming into the league at 22 years old and not having played, you know, a long a long-term amount of high-level basketball to have him just thrown into an NBA pace game, really taking over for Chris pretty much because that's pretty much what we had him out there for is is well, aside from uh drop coverage, but uh really being able to play those roles. Like Christian got a lot, quite a few blocks you know, I think he was like he was always aggressive. I think we saw that Miami game, like the his whole beef with with <laughs> Caleb Martin. Like, I think I think just that that attitude is what we need. And I really like the defensive energy 
uh, out of out of Christian. And I like to be honest, like I just think that by the end of the season, you know, if, if Christian does get more consistent playing time and more time on defense, like I, I do think he can become one of one of our best defenders and for sure. I, I thought he looked so good defensively in the uh, in the Cleveland game. Like mm-hmm. he looked. Like I was he looked like a real NBA player. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. not expecting that. There were multiple plays. Um, he's never going to be a guy who's <clears throat> never going to be a guy who's like he's not going to be precious on the perimeter. But yeah. there were multiple plays where he stayed vertical mm-hmm. on Donovan Mitchell's Donovan, drives. Yeah. There's yeah. two plays in particular. One where he got a block on the second jump, which yep. mm-hmm. showed some really good athleticism. And then he was that's a really hard game to get thrown into for your first game because mm-hmm. you're going against Jared Allen, who's you know one of the best slow post players in the league 100%. and one of the best rim runners in the league. And he really you know. Jared Allen had a monster game too, but he really held his own against Allen. And the first half of the Nets game, I thought he looked really good. He was just trying super hard, grabbing boards, crashing the glass. And then, you know, second half, he looked like a rookie. Yeah, Um, I I think uh, where Cloak got kind of exposed was a matchup with like Nick Claxton, where he's such a shifty big, as opposed to like Allen, who's more of a steered generic. Like a power big. Mm -hmm. He's like an elite rim running center where he's not doing much with the ball in his hands. But when Nick Claxton gets the ball in his hands, he can be really shifty with it and use his yeah. length, and that's where Cloak got kind of mixed up uh, defensively. Um, yeah, no, Cloak has been Cloak has been awesome. Yep. Um, it's right. not an easy role to take on. No, man. it's absolutely not. No, but God, he's, no. he's he's done, done a good job. Man. Other things you guys liked? Um, I I think what I like so far is our our chemistry. I think mm. everybody we look like we look way more ready than we did last year for sure. Everybody, because I mean that's just a byproduct of these guys being the starting five for second season now Pascal's um, healthy this year Pascal's healthy this year yeah time. Gary's already been with us for a year at this point he was new last year um, and we have Scotty now for another year and I, yeah, I just think it looks so, so much more cohesive than it did a year ago at this point um, there's a level of trust there yeah there you is know? yeah uh, I think yeah that's big time actually where even like Gary's throwing up some bad shots at times but guys still feed him yeah that's know, like, exactly right that's, that's the type of stuff you like to see um even even defensively, where I mean, there's a bad, there's been poor switches, but it's also been a lot of intelligent defensive plays due to their chemistry. Um, so I just yeah, I think seeing them work together so well overall has been uh, a good good sight. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that um, our our synergy playing together is is uh, is in sync. You know what I mean? Like we 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 all understand. Like the problem last year um, was that we had a lot of new guys coming in and. We, and even this is still kind of an issue, but but we didn't necessarily know everybody's skill set. Even mm-hmm. Pascal, because Pascal was coming off, you know, not the greatest year coming off his injury. Yeah, we know what to expect from Pascal. We didn't really know what to expect, right? And and I think the only person we really knew what to expect from last year was Fred, and that's yeah. pretty much it. And I think this year we can expect, you know, we we, we kind of know what to expect with Scotty. I think we're expecting improvement, but in terms of what we know, we can already do. Like you know, mm-hmm. we we know that, and then uh, and we know his game, and then we know. Uh, guys like Gary like his we of course we want to keep seeing that improvement because they're young guys but we we are seeing things that uh th- they're doing consistently uh that across all three games that really kind of have sh- just shown that these guys really know how to play with each other they know each other's roles and they know their own roles uh you know well enough to uh be really competitive in these games and not really get flustered with that aspect of it. Cause I think last year, sometimes we were just like, we didn't know who to pass to mm-hmm. sometimes we didn't really know what the right, what the next move was. And then it just always default to Fred and Pascal. And then it's like that, that really, uh, that really takes away from what our team can do. You know, if we're, if we're always going back to those guys, but we kind of did that anyways in some of the games, <laughs> but yeah, we kind of had to, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll add one more thing for things I liked. I really liked, um, the three point shooting. Um, the first game, I think we shot 
52% from three. And then the Nets game, I think it was about 39. And then the Heat game, a little lower, at about 36. Um, a lot of that's coming from Fred. Uh, but Gary, uh, in the first and third game, was really shooting the ball well. Uh, OGs hit some timely threes. The rest of the offense doesn't look great, like I said. But timely threes. Precious came alive from three in that Miami game, finally. Uh, Pascal hasn't really found his three-point stroke, really, but you're not going to expect him to. And Scotty's had a couple threes, but really it's been like that backcourt. Fred and Gary yeah. have really, you know, they're, they're, their primary offensive role is still just to be the floor spacers, mm-hmm. and the team doesn't work without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really, it's a lot of, it's maybe and unfair even, on them, but it's a lot of pressure on them to have to be good shooters every night. And in Miami, we saw Malachi Flynn have a really good three. Yeah, Malachi yeah, Flynn, right? Amazing. Um, Which, because... My worry was the, was that the fact that we only had two really floor space. I mean, OG is he called a floor spacer, yeah. but he's also an in and out kind of guy. Where G- Gary and Fred are only on the perimeter for the most part um, on offense, so I was kind of worried. Like, man, we really don't have anybody else who can do that. But Malachi Flynn came in yeah. and showed that he can do that. Yeah. So if we can consistently get that on a night and basis, where he hits two threes a game for us and just be can be a reliable shooter, like 37 percent three point shooter, be so so mm-hmm. good to have. Yeah, he was really confident. I really liked. He did. He was catching them, shooting yeah. them. No, to- no he, he took four threes in eight and a half minutes and hit two of them. That's yeah. great. Yep, and yeah. three fouls, man. He was he was aggressive, man. I like that. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, like that. I think I think he came in at the point where the Raptors are pissed. And so yeah, they're all yeah. kind of. And that's that. Good, and I think that's what you need from the backup point guard position. I think that's what Banton's lacked so far mm-hmm. is aggressiveness. Yeah, big I think time. Malachi. You, you've seen Malachi. It's his third year. It's kind of like. You know, it's do or he, die he time, kn- right? And he knows what the NBA is at this yeah, point. Yeah, and he knows, right? He, he doesn't perform this year. He, he's probably not an NBA player anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's just kind of the nature yeah, of it. Or he's going to be like a two-way player yeah. for someone or something. That's the nature of it, right? Yeah. So he knows what he has to do to stay in the league. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he looked. He was definitely a bright spot in that last game, yeah, for sure. He definitely was. And it was part of last game not becoming a full-on blowout, which is yeah. great. Um, well, I, I have two things yeah. that I kind of want to say ahead. that I really liked. Um, I think, first of all, was our calmness. I think we have a certain level of of um, composure that we've been playing with. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that we've lacked a lot of... I mean, I think that we have erratic plays, but I don't think we are as an erratic of a team as we were last year. I think sometimes we were just so panicky with the ball last year. And we, I think we just... We, we were flustered. And I think this year, I've just seen us play with that. Like, like again, we, we already saw more half-court offense being played uh, in these first three games than we saw last year. And again, that goes back to trusting, trusting guys. But at the same time, I think it's a level of like guys are, guys are confident this year. Guys are kind of, you know, they're, 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 they know that uh, they belong where they are, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's contributing to their level of, you know, just, just an ability to, to really just level off their emotions and and keep the game to a to a really controlled pace like that's because that's what calmness leads to right and controlled emotions is is a controlled pace and i think um you know out of all three of these games uh i think that you could say that that the raptors had a consistent pace to them Mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't think there was one moment where i was really thinking like we are just out of control throwing up anything you know this is this is bad yeah i think uh Last year, I felt like a lot where the Raptors were very volatile. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was going to get from them. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I feel like these three, first three games, like you said, they've had the same vibe. Like, they've all, Pascal's been the guy. Fred and Gary have been the the, the guys shooting on the perimeter. OG and Scotty have done their thing. I feel like I know what I'm getting more, more, mm-hmm. more or less from, 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 from the main guys. As, as, opposed, as opposed to last season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I just remember so many times last season where I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh, we're just throwing up anything. This is terrible, man. Like, we're not getting good looks. This is just, 
like, oh, I'm frustrated because it wasn't great basketball mm-hmm. being played. And I think that, like, especially, okay, you take the Heat game, for example, right? Like, we are down 24 points or whatever it was. Yeah. We were still playing at a great pace. We're still, yeah. you know, great, bringing the ball up every time. And this leads into the second thing that I really, really liked is I think in all three of these games, wins or losses, we have been getting amazing, high-quality looks. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even though I think that just the problem is we're not making them. Uh, the three-point shooting has been good. Three-point mm-hmm. shooting has, has been has been better, um, but there, are, like specifically, I think uh, it's it's the the types of looks that we're getting. It, they're they're quality looks. I think the reason that we got that twenty-four point gap in that Miami Heat game was because we were getting great looks, but we could not turn them into real points. Mm-hmm. But the the thing was, is Miami they're coming down and scoring every single time, right? They're they're getting the ball, and even if we get one stop against them, then they come down. Max Struess hits Max Struess hits a three. Right or Tyler, Tyler right. Hero hits a three, and then that's that's where this 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 uh, point differential becomes so much larger. But I couldn't say though that we were playing bad offense. No, the I process was, is right. Exactly, yeah. the process was right. We were really we were really um, doing the right things, but we just couldn't actually convert uh, convert the looks into actual baskets. But mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed by by. Um, you know the the types of looks that we're getting. We're getting high percentage looks, yeah. and that's what you want, right? Like, and and I think it's just just it's just a matter of time before those those balls start, yep. start to drop, right? And yep. and uh, <laughs> just a matter of time for those balls time, start to man. drop. Smell time, little man. Um, um, but no, you, you know what I mean. I, I yeah. totally understand. That's a great point. And uh, yeah, I thought the offensive process. This is not going to be a pretty offensive team. I don't think any of us th- think that. Like, we're, this is we're not going to be a. You know, pretty offense. It's going to be a grind a lot of nights to score an offense, but you've got a lot of guys who've, just, who've been there now for a long time and know how to do it, like know how to grind out yeah. possessions. Um, I agree. All right. A thing we didn't like. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. I yeah. pulled up right now. Um, our free throw shooting. Yeah. Has been weird one. Really weird that one. Is, yeah. Wait, which one is this? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big bomb to drop. Such a weird one. If, so, uh, the Cavs game we won, so it's all right. And but we did miss uh, nine free throws. Okay, keep that in mind. Yeah. The Nets game we lose by four points. We go from the free throw line twelve for eighteen. If we made just a little bit over half more of our free throws, we'd have won that game theoretically. Mm-hmm. And Miami, we they go twenty five for twenty seven free throw line. We go twenty one for twenty eight. Two standout uh, free throw poopers <laughs> have been uh, Pascal and Gary. Yeah. Uh, Pascal's currently shooting 69% from the free throw line, mm-hmm. and Gary around the same number. I thought Pascal's even lower, man. I may think of Gary. Maybe Gary. I think Pascal's like 65%. Yeah, 64%. Oh, and no, Gary's 69. That's bad. Yeah, it's that's so really it's just and it's so bad. weird. Like that's why like free throws are the, I mean, in, in a short sample size, free throws are they're like, next factor. Just and just and also but and also just like the weirdest thing how like if you see pascal in any gym shooting by himself yeah. free throws he's making 50 and also 50 like ish. like he's uh, he's a career 77 percent free throw shooter mm-hmm. which for his position and size and skill set that's, that's you know really that's, that's solid it's really good and the fact that it's just like i mean it's so and gary too gary's like at above 80 percent yeah like gary's probably has a bunch of three game stretches where he shoots 68 percent yeah, yeah, pascal's true. probably a bunch of three game stretches it just happens that Damn, it comes at, right during three close games and right at the start of the yeah. season. And that's right? also why you like I can't panic over lo- like the first three games. Like no, even yeah, like, even like sure. Philly fans don't have to worry about going 0-3 to the start because 
in the middle of the season, the Sixers lose three games in a row. You're not really batting. They're going to go on five more three games losing streak. Yeah, exactly. This year. Yeah. Exactly. That's just how it is. But yeah. just yeah, it gets oh, it's just glamorized at the start of the year Everything's because bigger, everything yeah. it's all you're seeing. It's that's right. that's, the, that's the only sample <laughs> yeah. size of the year. It's in a vacuum almost, yeah, right? Because you is. don't really have anything compared to other than last season. Yeah, and that's why overreactions are such a big thing at the start of the year where. Like uh, yeah, like people are like like we did. We it, overreacted hella oh, at the all, beginning yeah, of last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like in the middle of the season, like the Raptors lost their first game horribly last year against Washington. <laughs> we're all like, dude, the season's gonna suck. Yeah, man, yeah. we're but awful. Then, then they, they get like blown up by the Pistons one game. We're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like the middle of the season. Yeah. March um, is different than than October. But yeah, it's such a big thing where like yeah, like like this, this yeah. analysts are like, should Philly change something? It's like it's. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, I mean, the Lakers are pe- Lakers are legit, but they're, they're not. Yeah, they're they're, not they're legit, not good. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all knew that though. Yeah. Um, but just to co- comment on your free throw shooting um, mm-hmm. point, there, I I I hundred percent agree. And it's what it's really frustrating though, is that uh, like part of Pascal's game is that he has that size to get to the rim and get fouled and draw those fouls. And I think that it's like, okay, well, if, if you're, if you are, like, I don't want, okay, again, like, the, we're looking at this in a vacuum, but I gotta say, it's really not mm-hmm. great to be starting off your season shooting 64% from the three throw line when you're getting amazing looks. Mm-hmm. And part of your game is getting fouled and going to the line. Pascal is one of the best, is one of the best at getting to the free throw line in general in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and like, just to see him, if you're gonna act, like incorporate as an aspect of your game, you have to be able to be shooting those free throws at a consistent and percentage, I, man. And I think he will. Oh, oh he yeah, will. It's just, sure. it's, just, it's just disappointing yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's to just, see it's that just, at the beginning annoying, of the season. Right? Yeah. Like the two plays that stick out to me in particular are his are his and one dunk mm-hmm. that he had in the Nets game. One on KD. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had another and one three for a yeah. four point play in that same game. Yeah. Missed both, both free, free throws. throws. Yeah. And I was really mad. I was like Pascal. If you hit both those free throws, that is not only like gonna gonna help us chip away at, at a lead, but that those are momentum changers, man. Mm-hmm. Though that that's what gets your bench hype. That's what gets people, you know. When you have a big like and one, the vibes always killed if you miss the yeah. free throw. Exactly, you, that, that, bro. That, that 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 momentum, like like a dunk, a and one dunk, you lose the momentum when you miss the free throw. That's all part of it, you know. Yeah, dude, it's like writing a super dope sentence and then you don't put any any. Period or exclamation mark <laughs> yeah. at the very end. Just it's an like, it, yes, it's complete and incomplete sentence. It's yeah. like, yo, I just wrote this dope sentence. It's a good. Hey man. Hey, <laughs> and then it's just like, there's no, but, uh, there's nothing at the end. It's, no, it's like, yo man, there's hey, no period. If, yeah, so it's if, like, if, well, if it's done, look at, is uh, it? I don't know if it's done. If we want to look at some sort of samples though, Pressure Chu is shooting 75% from the free throw. How many times has he been there? I don't know how many. He might have been four. He's three for four. I think that's all he actually is. he actually? Um, he's averaging four per game. He must be three for four. So no, if he's averaging four per game, he he's nine 12, for twelve. So he's, he's nine for twelve. 12 yeah. yeah, that's really good, actually. That's that really actually good. Nice. Yeah, that's for three so, first three I'll games do. and Bro, like how many minutes he's got. I, 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 like, I, th- I think he's an ace for the free throw line now. But uh, that could kind of transition to another thing that has not been that fantastic to start the season. I'm not saying pressure in general, oh. but but just the the whole everybody else except the on the bench. Five. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, that was going to be mine actually. You can take a new feeling. Sam, take it away. Yeah, I'm trying like. So if we're looking at all three games, and I want there are only I think two bench performances out of those three games that I'm remotely Satisfied. good about, and I it was Coloco in the first game, mm-hmm. and there's a pretty low bar there, but he looked really good. He did, and Achua in the in the third game and against Miami, where Precious looked really good against Miami, mm-hmm. and he looked really good. He was like essential in closing out the game against Cleveland as well. Mm-hmm. But first of all, let's get the like. Two legit bench guys are hurt right now. 
Like Chris Boucher is an integral part of this team, and Otto is going to be, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Chris can be back on Monday, which is great. Um, Otto's a little now, farther but now, away. But now Scotty's out for the week. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think he's gonna be fine though. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's yeah. for the week. Um, no healthy. I want to see the team healthy. And uh, so, but <sighs> Precious definitely a slow start in those first two games. I'm not worried. Like, I still think he's gonna be have a really great year. Uh, and it's not like stuff I'm worried about that he's messing up on. It's just kind of looks kind of like rust for him. And he looked, he like he already looked much more comfortable in that mm-hmm. in that third game. I think it's all about. I think going back to Miami kind of yeah, helped. Yeah, I too. think it's always about comfort for Precious and just getting his legs under him. And as a young player, right, it might be kind of hard to get going early in the year. Delano, he's I really hitting me, man. Because there, yeah, there was, are times where he looks so good. Like yeah, are, he shows flashes of being so good. It's mostly in transition. But uh, like if you, uh, if when the game is not court, in transition, if he's in a half court, if he's in a, any sort of half court offense, I don't even notice him. He's a negative. He's, a, he's, a, he's an active he hindrance to your offense in the half court. He just yeah. is. He doesn't, and he, he doesn't showed and he anything. showed those he flashes in the preseason. But I honestly think it's a lack. First of all, it's a lack of shooting. Pulling up mid range in the preseason, yep. and but, but I think come regular season time, it's both the lack of three point shooting, yeah. which is obvious. But also, while he did hit with that one three in the Miami game, won, though, yeah. which is, uh, I just want to see him shoot it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's nice to see him just take it. Yeah. And while he's extremely coordinated, he is not a plus athlete for his size and position. Mm-hmm. Like he does not have uh, elite burst to no, get around not guys. At all. Not at all. And when you don't, when you can't shoot, and you don't have elite burst or like elite quickness to get around guys, and it just. It really hurts your offensive game. Like think of, like all the great offensive players who can't shoot threes. Those guys all have elite, elite burst. Mm-hmm. Like Young DeRozan now doesn't use his burst the same way. He still got really good burst. But, but he, Young but Demar Derozan was great because he could just get around guys. Well, also now he, I mean, he can pull up over anybody. Yeah. And, but now he can. But yeah. as a young guy, yeah, he can just go yeah. around anyone. Yeah, right. Exactly. And Delano just can't do that. No. And um, I'm not comparing. Like we don't expect him to ever be able to do that. But no. It's just there needs to be more for him to actually be able to contribute offensively in a half court like he, he's, he literally takes away from you because you you cannot have the ball in his no. hands and he, he, he can't create in a half court because he can't go around anybody he knows he answers just passing it to somebody else yeah um he can't catch and shoot because he just can't shoot the basketball that well yet so then what is he doing you know yeah no he's he, and that's why i'm not a big malachi flynn fan either um my ideal bench rotation once chris and Otto are back are neither of those guys and just going fred and pascal and Thad, I guess. I don't know. It's, I, mean, it's kind I, would, of a, I, I want Thad to play some more, man. He's no, Thad for sure, and he's looked. He just he's looked good skills wise. Thad's just looked it, it, like it, a thirty. All, all it is is he's slow. He's too he's, slow. Yeah, he's slow. Team. Yeah. and that's the only problem. But yeah. like, uh, like the times. Oh man, that court. one KD dunk, man. He just blew right past yeah, that. Yeah, that couldn't even. There was no. there was no chance. And you know, you legs, know, and you know, Nick's such a defensive guy where like yeah. he doesn't fuck with that. But no, um, man, just the the minutes you have seen with Thad, especially on offense, he brings just you could. Such a veteran presence, like it just yeah. it feels like different energy when he's on the floor. You just feel way more comfortable. And he makes those bench units work. Because those bench units, no matter what, as soon as you take one of those guys out of the starting lineup out, your your offense is just getting worse and worse so quickly, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no offensive threats off the bench, right? They're all defensive guys for the most part. Um, and having Thad out there kind of masks like the youngness and the rawness of the bench mm-hmm. by getting to, like with connecting plays, and he kind of acts as like a pseudo. Um, Pascal or Scotty, right, with his playmaking at that size. Um, but I understand why he wasn't playing in some of these games. There were some t- I thought the Miami matchup was actually better for him. I, don't yeah. know, I wish he got in more in that one. Um, 
But yeah, the bench is, and then Christian looked like a rookie the last game, which I, I do not want to rely on Christian. No, like, here, my here, bench, here's, right? here's the thing with Christian also is that like, I, I want him, he's going to spend a lot of time in the G League this year too. Yeah. And like, he's getting a lot of minutes right now, but that's because we're without Chris yeah. and, and Otto, uh, mainly Chris. But yeah, like he has looked like there is the, the side, of, side of him that has looked like really good defensively, but he is still like, he, don't overreact to Christian. Like don't expect that Cleveland game from every single night. Cause no. he's just so, so raw still like, He's so limited on his skills offensively. Um, he has he's still he has too great, small too, and he has great just great defensive instincts, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, that that's really all he like. He's just not a very skilled basketball player at the moment. You know what I mean? And that's gonna take some time just because of the how raw he is. Yeah, and that's what I, G League's for. Yeah, exactly. And 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 not once Chris is up, he's he's gonna be. I'm glad. I'm glad we haven't seen Cam at all. I like that, even though he's been healthy. I'm, Keep him on the bench, please. Hey, man. Also, I wish we saw Juan for a couple more minutes, you know? And we saw him in the first game. <sighs> it was and, not and, a tough. And, and, and he wasn't bad at all in the first he, game. He, he was trying. He wasn't good. wasn't bad. He, tra- he was trying. He was trying. You yeah. know, that's all you can ask of him. Yeah. And he, he didn't take a single shot. You know, that's cool. If you're going to come in and try. <laughs> at least don't miss a shot. <laughs> he's coming in. He's trying. It's better than Steve's doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. At least at least he didn't miss a shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Still 100%. Um, I'd rather not see him. I'd like, when do I see Justin Champagne? Yeah. Um, I just want to. But once again, just, these aren't offensive contributors, no. right? And that's what we're looking at. And ultimately, we just need to be healthy. Yeah, I yeah. think and we, it's hard to get the full scope of what this team is, what it can be without it all being healthy, because the bench is such a so much important part, and we're missing our seventh and eighth man right now. Yeah. So it's it's tough to gauge, and it's tough to gauge twenty minutes. Everybody's going to play because right now they're all playing twenty minutes because of the injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Nurse, it's, it's bro, awesome. that guy's a. He does not he's care. A mess. He's play, Fred's <laughs> he's still playing the most minutes. Oh god, it's so it's so like, frustrating. Yesterday against Miami, and that game was a blowout in the middle of the game, and like a lot of teams would just be like second night of a back to back. Pascal played forty and minutes. Credit to the Raptors that too; they had to fly from Brooklyn to Miami. Yeah, and On they, a almost, and they almost came back yeah. from that big deficit. Yeah, shout like, out to you guys. And that Brooklyn game was an extremely physically demanding yeah. game. Like yeah. that, you're playing against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like straight out the gate you know what i'm saying these and ben simmons man like these are athletic guys mm-hmm. man guys mm-hmm. who are established superstars in the nba mm-hmm. um more so kd and kyrie but they still have great pieces and when you have kd and kyrie on your team your team is infinitely that much better even if you have game. what's that your team is in every game oh absolutely even even if you do have like you know royce sunil shooting threes for you like that he's doesn't a, he's, matter he's, he's a good piece i like, I like no no, no, no i'm not saying he's a bad piece i'm just saying that like if he misses, if he misses every every, you know, if he oh, goes yeah, one yeah. for eight yeah, from three, matter. it does not matter. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter. Because Katie's gonna make some whack shot in the fourth. And so exactly, and Joe Harris isn't playing that well either. And no, and guy's washed now, man. Exactly, yeah. and and they still have Seth Curry who's injured, and he's gonna yeah. come back, and he's gonna be wicked for them. But my my point is, is that like I was really impressed with our energy in the Miami game, even though we lost and we were at one point down by twenty plus points. I was still impressed by by how we were able to come back in that game. I think the honestly one of the only reasons why I think we lost that game was because we just we first of all we couldn't convert our looks into actual points and then when we did we couldn't play defense tight enough for them to not be scoring. I think mm-hmm. if we would have got 3 or 4 extra stops that night, yeah. we would have we would have definitely uh had a real shot at winning that game or even taking that game, tying it and going to overtime. Yeah, we only lost by three, right? One one stop, one, yeah. one non-open Max Schroes three. Do, do we want to talk a little about the Caleb Martin situation? Is, I don't uh, even know what to say <laughs> about it. I, it. It was just, I've, that was odd. Did you, really, hear, did you hear what Coloco said about it? No, Dude, okay, so, and also yes. like, I, I saw this, the clip of Caleb Martin talking about it when they interviewed him. What did he say? This dude, that's a good question. 
I have no idea. Caleb Martin looked like a five-year-old when you asked him, why is the vase broken? He was like, he was like, he's like shrugging his shoulders like a five-year-old i'm not yeah. joking like yeah well you look at his body language you look at it, and he's like he's not speaking into the mics he's got his head down he's talking he's like, i have no idea what he said Cringe. he was he was he was shameful and i was very dis i was very uh, uh disappointed in you that. caleb well no for <laughs> no, you're yeah, a grown-ass yeah. man like yeah, man. <laughs> take responsibility for your actions bro like come on man like that that, that is some disrespectful shit and mm -hmm. not only that I have absolutely no idea why Caleb Martin. It was standing over Christian Coloco. Yeah, you didn't okay, score let's, on let's, him. Let's, you didn't get a rebound. Like let's, let's, run, let's run down what happened. Thing, let's run yeah. down what happened. They're both fighting for a rebound. Caleb elbows him, and I think he got called for initially just for a regular foul. Like yeah, Caleb did. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. knocks Coloco over. Coloco trip or whatever. Coloco was trying to kind of grab him as he was falling down, yeah. like almost for leverage. Yeah. yeah. And then Coloco gets up. Falls, pretty. And Coloco gets up. Coloco falls. No, no. And then Caleb Martin. Goes and stands right. over, flexes oh, over flexes him. Flexes on him. Yeah, he like he like puts his legs like in a like over, so he couldn't get up. And he was flexing on him like he did something, but he did nothing. And then Coloco gets up kind of aggressively, he's like, "Hey man, get out of my face!" Yeah. I didn't like what what is this? And then Caleb Barton full, full on, on football tackles yeah. the guy into the crowd where there's people, and he didn't know like there could have been a kid there in the crowd, and he out of for no reason tackles them into the crowd putting people in danger which is another annoying part of it it's like what are you doing it's so necessary you're putting people in danger there's a seven foot one guy you're tackling on them and uh, there are some of the biggest menaces in the league yeah. who wouldn't do some shit like that that patrick, patrick beverly wouldn't, wouldn't do, do that, that oh, no, shit no, no, man no, no. no he's got more like, respect that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. about but yeah like like it's that that to me i lose all respect for an nba player when you yeah. do shit like that i just like i i can i like i have no i have no interest the in scariest me. part is landing on a camera right because you're right by all the camera people exactly. there. And, and right. just, like, yeah. that's a seven foot one guy yeah. going into the crowd like you're gonna hurt somebody man yeah. he got lucky there's nobody in those seats and uh yeah. another thing when they, they both did got fall on the camera yeah. not only did caleb martin get ejected christian cloco got ejected yeah, that what was that NBA? but that you, was you, needs to change you do it. No, understand no. why they did it no i don't understand you just why they did i, I think they, <laughs> they did it though because they don't want to deal with i don't know at that point in the game it's yeah it's uh a 22 point game i think at that point of the game they're like if we had, because no matter what, I think Cloak was getting a T, right? Because he was, there was, that's how the NBA, he was going to get a T no matter what in that. I disagree with that still, though. He didn't go to technical? I don't think he should go technical at all. No, he, he, didn't he, didn't say, he did nothing wrong. He no, stood up for himself. And he didn't do it in a dangerous way. He didn't stand for himself in a dangerous way. He said, get out of my face and put a hand But the way him. the NBA works, I know, you're, I'm, you're but I'm, tea, I'm right? saying it shouldn't work like that. It yeah, should be yeah. Caleb Martin gets out, kicked out of the game because he was way in the wrong, and Cloco did nothing but stand up for himself. You see, the, the problem with that is it's really, really difficult to come up with a standardized set of rules for very nuanced situations. I don't, think, I don't situations. think there has to be a standardized you know, set. I think it could be a play-by-ear situation. That's what I'm saying, but that's I think the NBA is uncomfortable with doing that sort of thing because it's such a rule-based league. And I, like, I agree with you. I think that it should be more of a case-by-case -case mm -hmm. situation, mm -hmm. but I think that basketball has this sort of culture of like, you know, it's either it's either this or this. We have to punish people who don't play by the rules. And I think that even people, like, when you get involved in anything, like, oh, this goes back to when you're playing high school basketball, you know? Like, if, if I was ever pushed or something, I'd end up getting a technical, too. And I hated that type of stuff, man. That, that type of stuff made me so mad. But it's, at the end of the day, it's this, it's this sort of, uh, it's a discouragement of any altercation behavior. But here, I want an explanation on how Coloco does not get ejected from this game in that situation. I know. It's how, I know. I there's want, no I want, justification. Right. I want someone to explain to me <clears throat> how, what Christian Coloco can do to not get kicked out of that game in that situation. Because he did nothing right. wrong in the first place. Caleb Barton, all, yeah. all he did was flex on him. And Coloco stood up and was like, 
don't do that, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. he got tackled into the crowd and gets kicked and out of the game. The only thing is, I think it's hard to, because I, I agree, the Coloco, yeah. He, like, it's, it's impossible. That's not how it should work. No, it's, it's impossible it, yeah. for him not to get kicked out of the game. Exactly. It's not his fault. Oh, exactly. I just think it puts the, like, the refs are in a hard spot. And the league kind of, like, I think the league makes it how it is, very just black and white. Yeah. Like, if there's an altercation, you're gone. Because I think it's very hard to, like, while it does seem very easy, but in the heat of the moment on the court when the refs have to make that decision, you hope a nuance comes in when they're dealing at fines then, later. But then, but then I don't understand right. what they're reviewing for. They spent five minutes reviewing the call. I know. What was right. happening. I know. Are they looking to see if someone shouldn't get the game? Right. Like, what are they looking for? But then? can yeah. they hear? Like, I, I know. I, to- I totally get what you mean. I just think it's hard to institute... Not much uh, like, I, but I, I do think, think the hard. nuance. I think, I think I think the ref should be be able to figure out who started it, and then you just case by case. Caleb Martin the, was way more in the wrong than Christian was. Caleb Martin so Oklahoma's not. And that's I think the, it's see, as and that. that's I think that that has its own set of issues as well because it's like I think there are times and moments where that that is not as clear at who's instigating things. But then if it's not as clear, then they both get kicked out. But that's clear as day what happened there. Okay, I can I can see your point. I just think that like what they're trying to do is establish something mm-hmm. and put a blanket statement on on a, on on something that doesn't is that is nuanced and you shouldn't put a blanket statement on that. Okay, here's my thing. If if let's say Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook they're on different teams. Let's say okay, let's do it easier. Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Let's say Patrick Bradley pushes Paul George, and Paul George pushes him back, and now they're pushing each other. Yes, Patrick Bradley started it, but they're both pushing each other. They're both out because they're both instigating. Sure. Cloco did not instigate anything in that. Caleb Martin did all the instigating. Ergo, Caleb Martin's out of the game. Cloco's not. But then what do you say? And I agree with you. But what? Like then they'll, they'll say something like this, though, right? And we're watching it right now. Where Cloco wraps, and I, I told like Cloco, what, what is he supposed to do in that situation? Like I would have done the same thing if I was him. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, could they be like? Oh, but they're getting the know. same punishment, even though Caleb Martin would do way more. Give Coloco a technical then if he's putting right. wrapping it around. Right. No, and that's what we that's what uh, we yeah. should. That's yeah. what should have happened. Yeah. yeah. And also, I just but my whole <clears> thing <throat> is I just hope the nuance of it comes in when they're giving out fines because there's going to be fines. Yeah. And the guy, everyone who rushed from the bench is going to get fined or the team's going to get fined for it. But I hope they bring nuance in when they have time to look at it like more like through it and like talk to people that. It's Martin gets the main fine and Coloco gets the, like the the secondary. Like Coloco's gonna get a fine. That's how the NBA is. They're gonna fine him for something. But I haven't heard anything about it yet. Uh yeah, Nick Nurse talked about it and he said he would have done what Coloco did. And no, it was only yesterday fine. though. There's probably not like no. Yeah, Nick Nick Nurse said he's expecting fines to come. He yeah. said that yesterday. It usually takes a few days. Yeah, I guess. But um, silly though. Yeah, that was that was really yeah, that dumb. Was and it was uh, I I just yeah I think you even saw some of the guys in the Heat who were not impressed with that. No. Karam Butler looked pissed at Caleb. And, and Udonis Haslam, he yeah. was not having it. He like, was he, like, I feel like Udonis Haslam would usually get into that scuffle, but then he was like, what the fuck was that? I know. Was yeah. like, like, I'm, I'm not getting fined for this. Well, there's yeah. just, I just don't even understand it. It doesn't make logical it sense so to me. Where is, where, why would you want to stand over him? For and what reason? Cloak said after the game when he got asked about it, Cloco <clears> said, <throat> I'm just as confused as you guys are. I don't know what happened. I don't even know who that guy is. It's not like they, <laughs> yeah, not, not like they have a history with each other, right? No, they had always gone at it for years. Cloco literally said, I don't know who that guy is. Like, it's so weird, man. And um, Caleb Martin also was not playing very well. He did not have a good And Caleb game, Martin's so. the same guy who tackled Scotty Barnes yeah, in that dunk yeah. last year. The, the cheap foul on him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what is this guy? Man, I swear to you, the reason why this is happening, Caleb Martin met one of those Toronto girls, bro. She broke his heart, man. He hates everything about Toronto, he man. Hates he Toronto. hates Toronto. He hates Canada. He's a menace, bro. That's, that's back-to-back years. He's uh, gone into our rookies, man. I don't yeah. like it. I, I don't like it. Um. All right. Well, can I say one last one thing? Because one, 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 okay. one, uh, the one thing that I didn't like 
Um, this is kind of this is kind of two things, but also kind of one thing. Try to keep it to one, all right. <laughs> the, I'll, I'll keep it short. I'm joking. It was it was uh, the facts that the fact that I, the thing that I did really like was that we were getting great looks. The thing that I didn't really like is that we weren't actually scoring. We weren't scoring, and I think I think the the most the person who I was most disappointed in with not being able to convert his looks into points was OG, and I was just. I think OG got so many great looks at the rim at, at in, in all three of these games, but I think it was weird to just see some of his layups going off the backboard and like he all of his shots were short. Like he was only only points that I really really remember OG uh, scoring were open threes and a couple of drives. But other than that, like every single time that he got into the paint and was you know trying to go for like a, a mid range shot or like you know a turnaround jumper or something. I remember him making those last year. This year, I mean, this for this. I'm not really going to say this is like something for the entire season. I just want to see this improve. They were all short. Mm-hmm. Everything was short, or it was off the side of the backboard. I was just really, I was really, really disappointed. I'm like, oh, gee, man, like you have been in the league for quite some time now. Like you, you have been given those roles, and even last year, even though you didn't play a lot, the games that you did come in, you were hitting those. Like. I don't really. I just don't really think there's an excuse to not I, not be hitting. Those. I think OG has this potential for him to have an offensive identity crisis this season, um, because you see Scotty's role getting more increased. Pascal and Fred so far have had the same role where Pascal. I mean, Pascal actually has more of an offensive role where he's he's clear as day the the guy yeah. in our team, or he was. It was like sometimes wishy washy last year. Right now it's clear as day, and Fred's still the second guy. Scotty has the ball in his hands more, and then you kind of see him and Gary. Going back and forth with that fourth guy role, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're kind of the same role. Yeah, and I think Gary's doing more off the dribble type stuff than OG is right now. So, and I'm, I, I can definitely, I think this could be an actual problem where he starts to have his offensive identity crisis because he's just he's getting lower and lower in that in that hierarchy of offensive yeah. players, I, right? And that's yeah. that's for a guy as skilled as him. You know, it's tough because he wants to do a lot more than he's being asked. And you know that, that could be an issue. I, I think so. I also like OG. Also feels like a very, like, he's sacrificed a lot. Also yeah, I'm not, I'm not so saying. Think, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying that uh, he can't sacrifice. I'm not yeah. saying he won't sacrifice. But I'm just saying there's a lot more that he thinks he could do that he just won't be able yeah, to do. Right. And at like start of the year, it's tough, and that could be something that translates. Cause, yeah. 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 That's a good point. And I, I thought in the first game was what I really liked from him. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was like the underrated star of that game. First of all, his defense was yes. absurd at the three end of the steals. game, and I thought when first of all he hit he hit timely threes, and then his he had some like drives at the end of the game that were much nicer, and I think that's his role, and I think he's gonna I think I mean we don't know if he doesn't accept that or not, but uh, I th- I think also like the turnaround jumpers are just kind of, like same thing with Gary, like those like that's the added part right. Either three for like there's threes like they're shooters first both mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. OG's definitely more of an inside presence as well, even though it doesn't look great sometimes. Like he's still like teams actually have to respond to him when he drives. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think once again I think the process has been okay for OG. Like I haven't really like been like oh why are you taking all these shots? Mm-hmm. I just think you know sometimes you go games where you know. You 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 have a couple fadeaways that fall short, right? right. Like, I, but I do but like. Then again, this all could just be the whole start of the season thing. Yeah, for we sure. had their last season, there were games where OG would have five straight bad games. Yeah, know, and so. he started the year last year really bad first yeah. Yeah. couple games, right? Oh, yeah, and he was yeah. trying, and it was a kind of similar thing last year even more because Pascal was hurt. He was really trying to shoot a lot of contested shots, mm-hmm. and really trying to force it because he was kind of in a role where he had to. Mm-hmm. And I think this year is just like, yeah, 
Yeah, I I I think he'll. Uh, no, I I, yeah. I think he'll improve as well. Yeah. I'm 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 optimistic. Um, but then we I think it's also just important to remember like if you if you're if you're gonna talk like compare somebody like Gary to OG, it's like Gary's kind of he's pretty good at creating his own shot. Yeah, I think OG is more of a off ball. Yeah, creates yeah. shots for himself off the ball, off where the he ball. moves more and cuts more. Where Gary is more, you pass Give the him ball, the ball, then, then, then he's shot, yeah, shot, exactly. Shot. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that just that those are two different skill sets. Um, and I just I'd like to see OGs manifest in a little bit more of a concrete way um, than what I've been seeing. Right. Um, yeah, but, Gary's role is pretty defined. Yeah, I, and and Gary knows what his skill sets are. I think like there's just the one thing that I've got of Gary that's just like that I've liked so far has been uh, the fact that he he has been doing the things that he was doing last season, but I think I've also seen him taking the ball of the rim more yes, than he yeah. did, and he's and he's he's being more aggressive and. Um, defense. You don't have to be so jumpy, Gary. But yeah. uh, but there are there are things I've really been liking about his game, and and things that I'm like, okay, I think he's reached a certain a certain level of of uh, knowledge of his offensive skill set. It's now it's like how how do you how do you uh, how do you fine tune this now? How do you how do you decide exactly what you're gonna do in every moment that you get that ball in your hands, and how are you going to you know how are you going to Use your mm-hmm. abilities to score the basketball. I, I, I think that's the difference, right? Because and the difference between OG and Gary too is OG's got so many of these so such intriguing skills and there's so much stuff he can do. And Gary, while he's a very talented offensive player, he's got like we know what Gary does on offense, right? Yeah, but it's sometimes less up, is more. In a exactly, sense, well, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like it's, it's pull up jumpers and it's catch and shoot threes and it's you know sidesteps, but he's rarely taking like long possessions where he's backing guy down because mm-hmm. he just can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. That's not his game. So I think that's allowed Gary to like really hone in on what he does well well og is like there's so many things he does well and there's so many mm-hmm. things roads he can go down so but uh yeah i think both those guys have been you know they've done their job for oh. sure they're, yeah they have not been in the issue whatsoever um all right let's move on to player of the week because and this is not gonna yeah this is very controversial anybody. yeah christian coloco player mm-hmm. of <laughs> Juan Hernan Gomez, yeah, those bro, seven minutes though. were really elite Game man changing minutes for Ken Birch, bro his cheering on the sideline i'm just saying i'm just saying the games that Juan has played, we've won. The ones he hasn't played, we've lost. So I'm just, I'm just putting that out there, guys. I'm just putting that out there. Nick, he's, come on. He's the difference, bro. He is a difference. He is the difference. No, it's Pascal Siakam. This yeah. guy is incredible. He, he is so, so far, good. So far, he is uh, averaging. Let me pull it up here. 27.7 points, 10.3 rebounds, 7 assists, Oof. shooting above 50% from the field. God damn. Yeah. He's a really good NBA player. Uh, he said top five, and he's making us take him seriously. Yeah, bro. He, I think he... For the, for the first three games of the season, he's been a top five uh, player in the NBA. Yeah, fair, fair for, enough. For the first three games, <laughs> he's definitely... I'm just pulling up. Um, Kyrie Irving had some like really high praise for Pascal mm. after their game. I just want to get the exact quote up. Because um, I think Pascal's always been really respected by his peers and less by the media and the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think... I mean, he, and he's so... Uh, Kai... Re-Irving, this is from dailyhive.com. You're on social media, right? We all saw as many Spicy P clips at Rico Hines runs as we could possibly see. Just a hooper watching at home. I definitely felt his presence this summer around Los Angeles. Um, And then he was talking about... uh, Siakam was putting in a lot of work and it's showing for itself. He's going to continue to get better. This team is a well-oiled machine. This guy was off the charts. That's a quote by Carrier. Yep, and then he also said, I think a triple-double is probably going to happen most nights. I'm not saying he's going to average triple-double, but he's capable of being a triple-double guy. Just mm-hmm. how many pieces they have, 
and how well they play through him. It's good to go against him. Uh, but I'm glad we got the win tonight. And well, we, ta- we talked about the offensive stats. His defense is also he's the best. He's our oh, best yeah. defender. He's yeah, an and he's got jobbed, and he's had to he's had to like um, play a bunch of these games through foul trouble from some really weak <laughs> calls against yeah. him. Oh yeah, especially that first game. Yeah, and he's oh. like credit for him for being able to still be an anchor defensively yeah. with foul trouble, and like he's done everything offensively, like bully drives, finesse drives, fadeaways, pull up jumpers. Uh, going hard to the rim. He's hit some catch-and-shoot threes. Yeah, the N1-3 we mm-hmm. saw. Timely buckets, clutch the buckets. The pull-up mid-ranges yeah. look excellent. Oh, oh my God. So and then the passing looks. Like, last year, that was, like, the biggest development, I think, with him. Yeah, and it was it's, it's, it's translated to this year. He's, he'll start the game off just... I think his kind of thing is, all right, I'm going to start the game off just scoring a ton, mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to double-team me or triple-team me, and then, and then I'm just going to make the right, yep, yeah. make the right play every time, and yep. if we really need a bucket, then I'll just shoot over the double-team because I'm not good. And the oh. good thing we didn't trade him last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're doing Kaminga and Wiggins or Wiseman and Kaminga right now, bro. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite plays from the... From <laughs> the, uh, the Warriors would be fucking unreal. Aaron Gordon? Pascal Siakam. <laughs> that would be fucked. Yeah. Oh. Um, one of my favorite plays was just um, Pascal in the last Miami game. Uh, drove in, got double teamed at first. Then Max Struess waved off his double team mm-hmm. and guarded Pascal one on one. Pascal just spun right on him and scored. And it was so, it was so like, it just felt like one of those moments where it was like you just dug your own grave. Yeah, like you, you, you know what I mean? Yourself, like Max. <laughs> yeah, like like it, it was just it was one of those things where I'm like. I, I almost as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh, this is a bucket. This is yeah. a bucket. That's yeah. that's in the that's in the hoop." And that's how I feel like Pascal. But that's how I feel about Pascal so far this season, where like yeah. he gets his isolations on anyone who's not a good defender. Like there's a lot of them he had on Kyrie in, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, and it's like, dude, he's he's gonna no. score right now. It's, I have no, it's I have a guaranteed no bucket, it. yeah. or it's a wide open uh, dunk or a wide open three. Yeah, and you and you yeah. go back to that year after his All Star year when he sucked in Tampa. It's just he's such a different player now. Just the confidence is yeah, there. It's confidence. The, yeah. the efficiency is there. The touch is refined. There. So, oh, yeah, so much refined. everything's refined. Such a good word for it. Yeah, he's he's so everything refined. looks easy. Everything looks so. He's just in control. He knows what pace he wants to play at. Yeah, he, he never looks panicked yeah. at all. Ever. If yeah. he if he gets double teamed, he's not panicking whatsoever. Nope. He knows nope. exactly what he wants to do in any situation. And I feel so calm having the ball in Pascal's hands late in games. Mm-hmm. And you know he's running pick and rolls of some sort with Fred. Yeah. And if Fred's open, he's getting him the ball, or else I just I trust him to take a shot like take a shot and like you know your star players are gonna have to take some really tough shots mm-hmm. and or find find his teammates and he's gelled so well i think with all the guys in the starting lineup his like, handles looked really handles great. looked great i just i can't say enough amazing things about him i think he looks fermented Fermented. He's been fermenting it. For a synonym for refined. That, 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 that mid-range game's been fermenting for a long time. Yeah, well, I was yeah. thinking, I was like refined, and then I started thinking like... <laughs> he's aging like wine. Like, yeah, like, be, like beer and alcohol, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's fermented. Yeah. He's just, aged well. He's fully red. He's, he's a nice yeah. aged red. Yeah. I just want to uh, go 28 over this. years aged. Yeah. I just want to go over this little article I read a couple days ago. Uh, NBA oh, writer yeah. Michael C. Wright. Um, key MVP letter, 25 names to watch. And tw- look, I'm not saying Pascal is your MVP, okay? But here, this, this, is, what he, this is what it is. Uh, 25 names to watch in 2023 season for MVPs. So these are guys that he thinks could potentially win MVP this year. There's some more common names like Jokic and Giannis. So basically and, the top 25 players in the league. That's basically what he's saying. And Luka. Like, yeah, know. yeah, you know, the, the obvious guys. And then he has some like you know dark horse candidates, some young candidates, guys like that. Guys he had in this list were Chris Paul, for one. Uh, he had Jalen Brown, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, Carnathy Towns, uh, and that's probably the craziest ones. Uh, oh, Anthony Edwards. Did I say that already? Yeah, yeah, Anthony yeah. Edwards, yeah. 
these are all names that he had on this list. And you know who was on this list? Pascal Siakam. He's not an MVP, but he has way more right to be in this conversation than a lot of those other guys do. Yeah, man. And that is just an example of what you said earlier, where yeah. he is not any respect for media, especially American media. I mean, yeah. obviously, he doesn't Canadian media, but American media does not understand how good this guy is because they just don't watch him. No, people if you don't watch this guy, him, you understand that he is way more likely to do an MVP than Anthony Edwards is. Even James Harden's on the list. James Harden's on the yeah, James Harden's on the MVP. Also, <laughs> like, he's not, he's not a great star, but also people like are so weird about James Harden, man. They're like, oh, this, he's going to be crazy this year. He's like, what are you basing it off of? Yeah. Like, he didn't, wasn't good last year. I think he's going to be like a really good basketball player, but he's going to be sure. worse than a normal... He's not, he's not, he's just old, he's not he's going back old. to prime James Harden. No. Like, relax. He can't, he can't bring his legs back. No. <laughs> um, and Chris Paul being on the list or Pascal is crazy. Crazy, bro. Uh, speaking of... James Harden. The next coming week, the Raptors yes, we got play Philly twice, and Miami. We play Miami on Monday. Yeah, and we play Philly so Wednesday. This coming out tomorrow. So we're playing Philly or Miami again today. Um, oh, today, right? Sorry. I'm not going to call it a must win, but it'd be really nice to win that game. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, go down one w, three, man. Yeah. Anyway, these uh, these early season games are really important this year, just because of how stacked the East is this mm-hmm. year. I think it's really important. Too. Yeah, tie especially. Yeah, you don't lose two games to Miami yeah. off the rip because I think we played them three times, maybe or maybe four. Um, only three. Yeah, I think it's division. You play yeah. four, then the rest of the conference by three, and then yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, de- you definitely do want to win this game uh, today. Um, I think it's definitely easy to. We're not coming off a back to back this time. Sucks that Scotty's out. Uh, Gary might be out too. Oh yeah. Yeah, we just rolled his ankle at the end of that last game. Um, we'll figure something out, and then we got Philly twice. Uh, I'll see if they get more of a run going, or if we're gonna go to yeah. play them zero uh, and four. And what I'm excited for, well. I'm not bittersweet because you know I think Scotty's fine, Gary's fine. They're it's fine. Just, it's just gonna yeah. be out for a week. Um, it's gonna happen throughout the year, but I am interested to see. I think it's a really interesting stretch of games because Precious is almost certainly gonna enter Start. the starting lineup. Yeah, and he's joining against Bam on Monday, and then two games against Joel. Let's we'll see if OG gets a bigger role too. Wednesday, Friday, yeah. OG as well. So I think and like you can't expect Pascal to keep carrying like this. Mm-hmm. You need some guys to step up. Fred's played well, so. Well, that's what I was really hoping for in this Miami game was that I was going to see Precious and OG step up, and that's Precious did. Precious, yeah, good. yeah, he looked better. He looked better, 10. better yeah. And uh, I, I just, I would just like to see uh, a little bit more consistency, yeah, for sure, and something where I can be like, something I can revert back to. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I watch, I'll watch Precious, Precious play, and like, like again, please don't get me wrong in thinking that. Um, please, please don't get me wrong when I'm thinking about <laughs> when I'm saying this, but. Precious doesn't really have much of a baseline. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could get eight points out of him in, in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. or I could get 20. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. I would like... I, you're have him yet. Exactly. And I would just like to see a little bit more of that consistency out of Precious because I know he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely know that if he wants to, like, he can shoot the three ball consistently. He can get to the free throw line. He can have some finesse at the rim and, and use his, off, uh, his athletic abilities to be a monster out there. But I think in the first couple of games, I think we saw him play a bit reserved. And I think he needs to figure out what his skill set is. I don't think he really knows yet because he had such a rapid uh, right. increase in, in <clears throat> minutes. Play. Yeah, um, totally. Last season, especially like halfway through the year, where he just all of a sudden became really good. Right. I don't think he really know like because he's not, he's, he's he was above earth at that point. He's back down to earth now. Yeah. I think he needs to figure out where he needs to put himself offensively. Yeah, you know, I, which I, will come. With I time. agree. I agree. Yeah, and uh, the only reason why I say this is just because yeah, it's it like sense. it makes sense. Yeah, it's just because it's, you know we want to have a bench this year. Yeah, you know please. we we want to have a real bench, and uh, one thing that's going to help us do that is if we if, if if it's like I don't care if Precious plays eight minutes, I don't care if he plays thirty minutes, I'm going to get ten points from out of him. Mm-hmm. I will get ten points out of Precious, which is like you know mm-hmm. he pretty much is doing mm-hmm. that. But right now it's like 
Right now, Fred's on pace to retire at 32 because legs are going to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. Exactly. Like we need we need more yeah. bench. Yeah, 100 percent. But uh, yeah, I'm I am I'd say my biggest expectations for these next week is I want to see better performances out of OG and Precious. Yeah, I, want, I want two wins over the next yeah. three. Two to three. Give me two. I, I'll, three. I'll take that. I'll take three to three. I'll be too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that's all I got on here. That's all I got. Well, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, again, thank you all so much, Rap Chat listeners, for tuning in. Um, Let us know your thoughts in the comments on the Raptors start of the season. Yes, uh, sir. Anything you're surprised about? Anything you're happy about? Sad about? Upset about? Let it rain in the comments. Absolutely. Um, so before we head out of here, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, remember to comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating and also please. Leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at the Rap Chat Official, where we post all things Rap Chat and Raptors related. Uh, I, uh, we are your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Soldier, and I'm Sam Kenny. Peace out. Later. <laughs>